You're listening to the Fit Mind, Fit Body podcast, where we explore the connection between a fit body and positive mental health. And our big mission, it's to help 10,000 runners to develop fitter minds in the next two years. I'm your host, Michelle Frost. Let's get moving. This episode of the Fit Mind Fit Body podcast. Today we have a chat with Ben Brockman. Ben is an exercise physiologist and a self confessed running nerd. Enjoy. Welcome to Fit Mind Fit Body, Ben Brockman. Thank you very much for having me on. Uh, I haven't met Ben until just now, and we've already had a bit of a giggle, so I'm sure we're going to get on just fine. And I'm really interested in learning a little bit more about your your story, your running journey. So thanks for being here. No, no worries. All right, let's start with where did you grow up, Ben? Uh, So I'm from Hobart originally. Um, Yeah, down south, so which is great. Um, And then sort of from there, I've headed gradually further up around Tassie. um, To the warm weather. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, to the coast via Launceston. So, um, oh, wow. yeah, so I've sort of got around a little bit, I guess, yeah. um, over the years, which is great. Yeah. yeah. And, and so when you were at school in Hobart, was sport a big part of your life? Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, my family, my parents, my dad in particular have been, um, you know, really active across their life. And so, um, you know, sport was something we always had around and, um, you know, just through playing a, a whole bunch of different sports, I guess, at school and, yeah. um, you know, some of them competitive, some of them not. And so, um, yeah, sport's always been a, a big component, I guess, of my my life, both, you know, from being active and, you know, watching sport on telly or whatever else. So, um, yeah, so it's been a big part of, of what I've done, yeah. So your parents were a pretty good example by the sound of it too, because we talk about that a bit on the podcast from time to time. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. I think, um, you know, probably more so than what I... Where I really realised, I guess, as well, like we used to go and watch um, Dad do triathlons and fun runs and stuff when we were really little and we didn't really understand what was what was going on. We just knew we went to, um, you know, I remember Dad doing the oh, Sandy Bay triathlon, whatever it was, the triathlon that finished at Sandy Bay. And I just knew we got to go and play in the park for a couple of hours and <laughs> and then we saw all these people like finishing. We're like, where's, where's Dad? What's he doing? And um, then he did finish and... Um, and, you know, they used to, to bring me and my sisters up to, um, you know, Devonport, the Devonport Tryon, Bernie 10, that's the stuff, you know, we're more too little to, to remember, I guess, but yeah. um, we've been around that scene, you know, our whole lives. So, um, oh, that's awesome. you know, I think that's probably where a lot of my running comes from as well as having that bit of background yeah. with um with what dad was doing and um, yeah, which is great. So that's awesome. Um, so did you tell him that? <laughs> you know, you're continuing those things. <laughs> yeah, I probably haven't done it. Well, we might, I'm sure he knows, but we probably haven't had that um, discussion, that I don't think. Yeah. But um, I mean, mum and dad always played um, badminton as well. So in terms of sport, like badminton became um, my thing and, um, you know, played a couple of state junior teams and that sort of stuff. And, um, wow. you know, the whole family still really, I play less now, but um, the rest of the family still really involved in it. Dad's been you know, president of the, the Tassie Association for years and um, he's not anymore, but um, still really heavily involved in the administration side of things. And so um, probably watching him you know, put his hand up for far too many committees has probably yep. made me put my hand up for far too many committees as well. Uh-huh. But, example. Um, <laughs> which, uh, yeah, again, that example is, is a good yeah. example, but um, probably gets me unstuck sometimes as well. So <laughs> That's interesting. Yeah. I had um, earlier on a friend of mine who lives in England who is of, an, of Indian descent, but was born and grew up in Kenya. 
Okay, That's well, very, yeah. very long way around. She, yeah. she runs also, um, but she's heavily into badminton. Bad yeah, cool. Yeah, in, including um, I think she was like the champion and junior champion in Kenya when she was. Yeah, well, and now now she coaches it in England as well. Like awesome. it's just got, yeah. Wow, what is this running and bad? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's kind yeah. of funny. Um, all right, so you're at school. You're doing the usual sports stuff um, willingly, as opposed yeah. to some people on the podcast um, say, well, sport was something I tried to get out of. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it was always something I could do as, as much of as I could, you know, we're already around it at lunchtime nights or stuff and played, I mean, little bits of football in primary school, but I was, I was a hopeless footballer. So that was, <laughs> that was not my thing. Um, lots of cricket through uh, high school along with that. And um, yeah, we did um, little athletics um as a kid that's probably the first sport I actually played was um you know little athletics I remember oh, wow. watching my sister do that she's four years older than me so we see how long and do the like just the little kids races and that sort of stuff and then um did little that's the whole way through and then yeah lots of badminton through uh through high school and college and then uh running I guess became a bit of a, a fitness thing as I was playing better badminton and then um, you know, became its own thing at its own, I guess. So yeah, yeah, like a support role, playing a support role for your badminton. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So so you left college. What did you do then? What did you do with your personal life? Uh, so I moved to, to Launceston to um to study. So studied um, exercise science at UTAS. Mm -hmm. So I was um in Lonnie for uh what three and a half years as a degree there, which was um fantastic. So uh, you know, lots of running and, and keeping active, as active as I could uh, while in Launceston and, yeah. Um, and then, yeah, out to the coast from there. So, um, so do you still start play badminton now? Is that how you start? Uh, just a little bit. I'm sort of not in a, um, in a competitive team or anything like that. I've just been a fill-in for the local roster out here over the last couple of years. Um, you know, just choose up time to go and train. I wasn't training anywhere near as consistently as I wanted to be and, um you know, it's late nights and that sort of stuff, you know, with, with working more and trying to run more, it just doesn't fit perfectly. So, um, which is a shame, like in, in Hobart, they've got a dedicated center. So people are playing all the time, but yeah, uh, it's just a little bit less of that on the coast. It's a little bit more inconvenient, I guess. So, yeah. uh, you know, that's where running is fantastic. Of course, isn't it to, um, it is. you know, don't need to hire a hall or anything like that. You just go and do it. So, yeah. So, so you moved to the coast when you finished your degree um yep. to uh work as an ex exercise physiologist is that how you yeah exercise physiologist yeah yeah <laughs> so i um basically did my prac work um at the clinic i now work for um and a friend of mine was was working there at the time as a as an ep exercise physiologist um i actually knew through badman um he was going on overseas holidays for three months and they sort of wanted to locum to fill that role for a little while so um they asked me if i was willing to do that and so that was you know a three-month job in um 2011 um oh, wow. that's not three years yeah, ago yeah. <laughs> um that's 11 well, it was a three months of a roll and then yeah so then i've um i've been there for for you know 10 11 years now since so Ooh. um which is great yeah still at the and same clinic and yeah where are you in on the coast which uh, so i live in latrobe work in devonport right. so oh, okay. yeah. yeah yeah oh that's yeah. a nice balance too yeah absolutely i mean latrobe's essentially a, a suburb yeah. of devonport really it's just up the road so yeah yeah, and, and that's where you've been um, the whole time, like that in the Latrobe, yeah. Devonport area. Yeah, my partner, who we met, um, I met at uni. Um, she's from Latrobe as well, so um, so she's got family here. So it's sort of um, you know, matter convenient to stay here, of course, yeah. as well. So yeah, yeah, yeah. So when did when did running become not just a support role for badminton? 
Uh, I mean, relatively early, I guess. Um, I remember it must have been grade 10. So what were we then? 15, 16, yeah. I guess. Um, a couple of us decided we're going to do the City Casino. Um, just a couple of mates from school, which we didn't do in the end. Um, but, you know, I said to Dad, okay, I'm going to go and do this City Casino. And, you know, we, again, we grew up watching him do that um, every year. And uh, he had probably hadn't been running himself as much um, over that period. But I remember he, he took me out for... I think we ran six or seven Ks that first day. He said, all right, if you're going to do it, you've got to train for it. And I thought, okay, run into the old boy, I'll be fine here. And, you know, got halfway through and he just absolutely destroyed me. I, um, wow. <laughs> anyway, so that was uh, that was interesting how um, much more difficult that was than I expected. So then, anyway, I sort of ran relatively consistently, I guess, for a little while. Um, and then there was three of us from from school, then into college the next year, we did Point Pinnacle. Yep. Um, as probably probably my first actual race. Might have done a couple of small things before that, actually. Yeah, would have done a couple of 10Ks before that and stuff. But mm-hmm. we thought, oh, sweet. We can we can run 15, 20Ks. We're sweet. Doing that's points no people. mean feat, that one. Um, <laughs> oh, it's just an absolute disaster. I still, to this day, I don't think I've had a race that has gone uh, as wow. poorly as that. Um, you know, the three of us took off at the start, you know, ran probably the first 10K pretty hard and then, at various points, we're all sitting on the side of the road, shivering and, you know, taking lollies from strangers and all that stuff and thinking, this, this is it. This is where we, <laughs> we finish up. We weren't going to make the top. But um, anyway, we got through that and, um, you know, sort of run ever since from there. It's sort of been, um, you know, probably a little bit more of a priority in lots of ways than badminton since then. So, okay. um, and so yeah, have you gone, have, play then. Yeah. have you gone back and done the points pinnacle again? No, yeah, a bunch of times. That's um, yeah, still my favourite right. event. I've probably done it six or seven eight times maybe now I guess so uh yeah probably still one of my favorite events I think um and you know now I'm probably you know back down to the bottom on the bus by the time I'd, I'd finished that first year I think so um, <laughs> yeah so I definitely um yeah learned a lot that day about running that's for sure <laughs> it's interesting that you kept going because like for some people it would be like that was horrible I don't think I ever need to put another pair of running shoes on <laughs> Uh, I think it was enough of a, you know, almost a bit of a joke, I guess. It was such a disaster that, um, you know, it was enough to keep us running from there, I think. The other guys haven't run so much that I did with did the run with that day. But um, actually, I think one of the one of the guys that I ran with that day, he went back and did his first point pinnacle since just this year, just gone. So, oh, wow. so that would have been 2006, the first year we did it. And so he's waited 15 years to go back. But um, Gosh. yeah, it wasn't that long a break for me. So... <laughs> Well, I've done it twice and I think it was about 11 or 12 years in between. Yeah, cool. <laughs> so yeah. It was fun to cross the line. Yeah. <laughs> yep, tick. Again, I don't need to do that one. Oh, I reckon it's great fun. I reckon it's well, great. What do they do call it? Is it like the hardest or the toughest um, half marathon in the Southern Hemisphere? That was one of the titles they had around it at some yeah, point. Yeah, but in reality, it's not really even the toughest half marathon in Tasmania that week. Like, we've got points of um, triple top the week before, but anyway, don't tell the organise that. But... Yeah, but that's not a half <laughs> marathon. That's only like 19 something. Oh, okay. It's close anyway. <laughs> it might be three mountains. But it's... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's, that's true. It's a good point. Because <laughs> that's actually what I've done. I think each time yeah. I've done that and then I've done that because I'm some kind of mad. Um, anyway, <laughs> like most of us. Yeah, absolutely. Of so, so while you were at uni, it sounds like running was kind of like you still were doing badminton, but, but running was kind of your major go-to, got to get some exercise thing to do. Yeah, so for sure. Up. It was, um, 
you know, we'd probably three or four days a week, um, you know, get out and run before uni. Um, and then there was probably what four of us that lived together on campus that, um, you know, we'd all go out in the morning and, and do our 10K together. And usually it'd be a, um, you know, a relatively comfortable group run out, you know, from my way out to um, just the other side of the bridge into the CBD in, in Lonnie. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it was a 5K, you know, flat out race coming back in again. So we had, you know, really they no were all idea boys, about, weren't they? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. We had no idea what we were doing. It'd be sort of a... Um, you know, three days a week and running 10Ks flat out as much as we could and then, um, you know, not do anything the rest of the week. So it was a bit of a boom or bust um, <laughs> training schedule, I think. And then, you know, maybe I'll have a run on the weekend or something like that. But um, nothing really too structured training-wise or anything like that. It was just get out and run and then, we'd you know, we go to the gym through the day and that sort of stuff yeah. as well, you know, in between classes and that sort of thing. But um, I suppose because you were studying physiology, you know, that was on your mind. It's not like you were sitting down, oh, you know, absolutely. studying art or or something that was a bit yeah. more sedentary. You're actually studying how the body works and, and why it's important for us to do lots Absolutely. of Absolutely. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, you became to a degree, like a little self-experiment, I guess, as well. You know, yeah. you learn about, you know, whatever response you're going to have to exercise. You go out and try something different and, and sort of learn about how you responded as well, which was was really cool to, to sort of be learning, you know, on yourself, I guess, as well as, yeah. as doing your study. So. It's pretty yeah. fascinating, really. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I love that. So, um bringing you forward to now what kind of running do you like to do now what sort of things do you um do? so i guess i do all sorts of running i don't really you know people identify as a, as a trail runner or a road runner or, mm-hmm. or whatever the case is um but i i just like running you know so um yeah so i do a little bit of everything i mean i live on a road so most of my running is on the road just through conveniences um yeah. If I get the chance to get out on the trails, then absolutely. Um, I'm out on the trails. I'm probably a little bit more of a winter um, yeah. trail runner than a, than a summer trail runner. Mm-hmm. Um, a really good friend of mine is just terrified of um, leeches. Oh, I'm terrified geez. of snakes. So <laughs> we, we run a lot on the road together. Um, but, you know, our, our trail running seasons are almost um, opposite. So oh, that's funny. <laughs> uh, yeah, which is a shame, but um, that's the way that works. Um, so the last few years I've done a little bit of uh, racing on the track as well. So I've done the carnival series, like the Christmas carnival series, mm-hmm. so the handicap mile races. And you don't see many probably... snakes on the track, do you? None. No. no. <laughs> Which is good. <laughs> Bonus. Um, you know, so I've probably done that last three or four years, um, as well as, yeah, if I can get out on the trails and I'm out on the trails and, and ride a lot. So, yeah, so I'll do a bit of, of everything, I guess. Um, okay. So I just um, like like running so <laughs> and, and what's what do you, well this is a good question when you first said that I thought I didn't want to interrupt you but what do you like about it like you like running what is it what is it that really floats your boat yeah so I mean that's almost impossible to answer I think isn't mm. it like it um <laughs> because I like so much about it um yeah. you know I like the the flexibility I guess that you get with it you know like you know as I say with other sports you know, I've got mates that play football and they've got to be at training on these times and they've got to play yeah. the game on the weekend and if I feel like going for a run, I go for a run. If I don't, then I don't, you know, it's, it's all on your own schedule. So that's where I, as a sport, I guess that's where I really like, um, like running. I guess the other side of the, the sports side of thing is that, um, you know, more so almost than a lot of skill-based sports, you get out of it pretty well, what you put in, isn't it? You know, like obviously there's some, um, you know, you've got your own physiology around that. And so people respond to training differently, I guess, but, but really, you can almost measure your, your success in it by how much you you actually put in, which which I really like. You know that really direct link to, you know, if you're training regularly, then then you'll you'll run better, I guess. So I mean, I really like that side of things. Yeah. Um, yeah. But you know, I guess from a um, 
from a I mean, almost a mental health type perspective. It's it's that real rhythmic. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it can be a really solo type movement as well. I think that's a great space to um, to be with yourself and to be with you know your environment yep. and that sort of stuff and really um, you know tune in to what's going on around you or what's not going around and and, and yeah. So I really like that side of things as well. So um, being someone who's probably under being more in tune with your body than most of us probably are, in that you understand what's going on a little bit. Do you find um, that a part of every, or most of your runs that you check in with your body? Like, um, yeah, I guess so. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, I'm aware of of what effort levels are like, and hmm. um, you know, trying to get too caught up in the numbers, but also do love the numbers um, with running. <laughs> you know, take a look at heart rate and all those sort of things. And, um, and then of course, from a, from a body perspective in terms of soreness and those sort of things, I like to be aware of what niggles might be there and, um, you know, helping to, to sort of, I guess, self-identify what I can be doing then to, um, to prevent those niggles from getting any worse or, you know, altering um, you know, training as I need to as well. So, so yeah, certainly, you know, I guess, yeah, touching base with my body and, um, and how it feels, all that sort of stuff is going to be is a really important thing for me as well. So, Because that's one of the more challenging things for either beginner runners or those of us who've had a bit of time off for some reason, injury yeah. or something, that when you get started again, and actually I find that even just now, and even though I haven't had a time off, <laughs> sometimes the start of a run, everything hurts. But if you ignore oh, yeah. it uh, in five minutes, it's you couldn't even remember what hurt because everything feels fine. So it's like, is this a hurt that is... I don't know. Do, do you always recommend people like, well, at least run for five minutes. And if you're not like limping or something, yeah. then it's probably just, you know, your body settling into that rhythm or whatever. I don't know. I think pain and those sort of things can be a little bit different. Like if it's, yeah. if it's painful, you know, maybe it five minutes limp. is even too long um, if you're limping. <laughs> but, but having said that, I mean, um, I mean, I know I'm definitely a better runner in the afternoons. If I try and go out first thing in the morning, like it is, it's a disaster. Um, oh, that's interesting. And so, but, you know, everything's stiff and sore, my feet yeah. hurt, my hips hurt and all that sort of stuff. And so, mm. which is, I mean, I know they're not injuries, so, it's, so I'm okay with it because I'm in tune with what that, what that is. Yeah, exactly. But I think the mistake that people make there is that, you know, they're looking at their watch and they say, okay, look, my easy runs are at you know, five minute case, whatever the case might be. Mm-hmm. And even though your body feels like garbage, they say, no, nah, like I've got to go and I'm watching my watch and I've got to go and run my five minute case. Um Whereas, I mean, I'm happy to roll out the door and say, no, I feel terrible today, yeah. but, you know, I'm stiff and sore, whatever. And then I'll, I'll run around in, in six, six and a half minute case, whatever it is, um, just back off that intensity, back off the speed to make sure that, you know, I feel okay. Um, yeah. yeah. And then, yeah, as you say, generally by the end of the run, um, hopefully, usually yeah. <laughs> things feel better. But um, if they don't, then, you know, I just let it be what it is as well. Turn back early if I need to and, um yeah, usually I don't have those issues in the afternoon. It's usually, yeah. uh, you know, first thing in the morning when um, wow. everybody behaves like that. But yeah. Because so many people that I talk to run in the morning or prefer to run in the morning in part because it means it's over with. <laughs> they can yeah. get on with the day yeah. and they don't have to drag yeah. themselves out. You know, uh, yeah. I work for myself. So it's actually quite difficult for me to yeah. put everything down once I start working. Yeah, of course. Does that yeah. makes sense. So yeah. Um, for me, it's actually better to run in the morning, not necessarily physically, because it maybe that's one of the reasons why, you know, some of my runs are like, oh, this is really sore, at least to start with, and then it's <laughs> yeah. fine. Yeah. Um, or, and maybe, yeah, like I don't run in the afternoon that much anymore. I've had periods where I have, but it, it's challenging yeah. to get out the door in the afternoons. How do you do that? Do you like run home or how do you? 
or do you have meet people? Um, so I guess through my work week, like I do, I have seven o'clock starts the first day for first three days of the week. So Monday, Tuesday, mm. Wednesday, I'm, I'm seven o'clock starts. So to run in the morning then is, um, is difficult. I've done it, but it's but it's rubbish. Um, it's head torch stuff. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, and so Thursdays, I start a little bit later. I start at eight o'clock on a Thursday and work through till seven. So um, you know, seven o'clock is is too late for me to run, really. Um, as far as I'm concerned, so usually Thursday mornings I'm out early. Yeah. Um, and so Thursdays are always my slowest run of the week, my slowest, yeah. least comfortable run of the week. You know, if I'm out the door at five or, or quarter past or something like that, then yeah. um, it's just get out and just be moving and, and let it be what it is. Mm-hmm. Um, and then through the week, uh, you know, I train with a group on Tuesday night, so I know I'm going to go and meet the guys and um, I'm going to do a yeah. workout that night. So that's that's really easy to get to. Yeah. Um, Monday, Wednesdays, I try and, you know, one of the guys from work might come for a run with me. You know, we'll try and tear that up through the day. But at the same time, I find that, you know, that run after work is just a really nice way for me to, to unpack my day. You know, I've spent the whole day, um, you know, working with clients, which which is great and I love it, but it can be really, um, you know, difficult at times yeah. as well. I have different challenges and personalities and all that sort of stuff. And yeah. so um, to get out and have a jog after work is, um, you know, just a great way for me to, mm. you know, sort of separate, I guess, Decompress. Um, yeah, decompress, you know, come out of work and not go straight home and, and bring whatever, you know, difficulties I've had with work through the day home. Like I can leave that out on a run and um, hopefully, usually anyway. And, um, and, and yeah, so, so I really find a lot of value from, from running after work. Yeah. Um, yeah in the evening. So I, I don't tend to not have too much trouble with it yeah. on the weekends. Um, I find it a little bit harder actually to run in the afternoons on the weekends because I have got doing other stuff where I'm, you know, tired or I'm sitting on the yeah. couch or whatever it is. So um, weekends are definitely a, a morning run, but yeah. yeah, through the week, I'm definitely better in the afternoons. In the afternoon. That is interesting. Yeah. I, I, have, in, yeah. I have heard someone um, say they always run home and uh, I think she was a nurse, Leanne, and it literally is like, all of the stress and stuff through the day is dealt with on her run home. And then when she gets yeah. home, it's gone. Like, yeah, I think know. it's a, a great way to do it, isn't it? Yeah. 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 Leaves, leaves it out there on the track, so to speak, or on the yeah. road. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. It was a lovely way to put it. What, oh, I think it's fantastic. Yeah. What sort of distances are you doing? What's your favorite distances to run? Um, favorite distances to run. I don't know. So, I mean, again, I do a bit of everything. Um, I've really nice. enjoyed training for you know 1500 mile races um over the last couple of summers um but it is it is not my forte like it's it doesn't suit me at all it's um, almost a sprint <laughs> yeah absolutely as far as i'm concerned it is and I'm, I'm not i'm not um you know made for that so my forte is definitely um you know around that marathon sort of distance yeah. um is certainly where i where i feel like i sit a little bit more comfortable mm-hmm. um even you know 10k half marathon sort of stuff ends up being a little bit more intense than than what i think i'm um you know uh suited for so yeah certainly that marathon sort of distance is um a little bit more comfortable for me i've done a couple of um i guess shorter ultras um you know a couple yeah. of 50ks and yeah, me too. Um, i've done bruni a few times so um you know i really enjoyed that and i think bruni's a, a run that suits me too but um yeah so again i'm, I'm really happy trying all sorts of distances and yeah. and playing around with with whatever and um but yeah the longest stuff i think is where i where i sit a little bit more comfortably yeah do, do you often have like a race coming up? Like, is that one of the things that motivates you to get out the door by knowing that you've got something coming? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. But at the same time, I don't feel like I need a race to get out the door. I mean, okay. I just I really intrinsically love running. So I'm happy to get out and run and, um, you know, do a bunch of running through 
um, you know, 2020 when, mm-hmm. when there weren't any races. So that, that I don't need a race, but mm-hmm. certainly to, um, you know, to maybe hit some specific um, training, you know, to, to hit those long runs that I need to do before a marathon or, you know, some specific speed or, or threshold work, or whatever it may be, to have an event there certainly um, certainly helps with that as well, for sure. Yeah, and there's always something that's, that's on the horizon. I'm, um, I'm very rarely not got a got a race entry sitting there ready to go so so what's coming um, up for you at the moment uh so i'll do the kanai um 28 k's in two weeks time which is yeah. way closer than what i'd like it to be i think but um <laughs> that'd be great really looking forward to that that sounds like a, a heap of fun and um i mean it's a nice excuse for me to get down to hobart and catch up with family yeah, and of course and, and run on the mountain, which I love doing as well. So really looking forward to going down to do that. Um, run a little bit with the the cross country club, the, the Petrol CT up here on the coast. So so the season started a couple of weeks ago. So they've got races every week now. So they're ahead of the Launceston Running Club. We only we start this weekend. Yeah, I thought it was. Yeah, so we got race three this week. So I'll do that. They've got a marathon in. The end of May, so it's been. It'll be over twelve months since my last marathon. By the time that comes around, so I'll I'll jump in and do that. Uh, I've got entry for Melbourne Marathon there as well for for October, and there'll be yeah. plenty of other things in between too. So, so there's yeah. a few things to keep you keep those legs ticking over, even though you don't need it. But as you said, to get those longer ones in on a, I don't yeah. know Sunday is when we normally. Work. Yeah, usually Sunday. I think I'll go long tomorrow this week, but um, but yeah, usually Sunday. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> So when you're um, training, do you tend to listen to stuff? Like if you're buying yourself by yourself rather than running with others, or are you a quiet runner? Um, so, <laughs> the environment, well, listening to the environment. I've got a bit of an interesting relationship, I think, with um, with listening to things on the run. Yeah. So traditionally, I I just wouldn't um, wouldn't listen to anything. Yeah. Um, I really, to be honest, I didn't understand why people would listen to things while they're running. I just just didn't really get it, to be honest, until I did. Um, it was Comics and Wenches, um, 50K. What year was uh, that? I did it twice. I think I did it 2017 and 18. No, 18 and 19. Oh, anyway, exactly. whatever it was. So I was race director. <laughs> oh, yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> We're like, um, oh, I don't know you, but yes, I think probably. <laughs> anyway, keep going. <laughs> so what I go? I think I went third and second or something those two years. But the name is familiar, um, that's why. Anyway, the the first year, like it just felt like um, Baker's Beach was just an absolute nightmare, you know. So, okay, um, as pretty as it is, but it's it's atrocious to run, yeah. isn't it? So, um, so I went out and specifically bought headphones just to run that section wow. the next year. Um, yep. So you know, and I had the plan to you know. So the second year I did it, I didn't have them in, didn't have them in my ears or anything like that. So I got on the beach, headphones in, listened to that across the beach took them out again like they served that purpose and that was it yeah um what did you were you music or were you like a book or podcast uh that was music yeah that was music then yeah i probably wasn't really listening to a lot of podcasts um then i don't think but so then um you know the world ends in, in march 2020 and um you know i've gone from running you know most of my runs at that stage were with people yeah um and i don't think i realized until then how important that side of things was for me to be chatting to people on the run and and that social aspect of it so um so yeah then i started running with with podcasts and yeah. um and actually found the, a few times when i was like 
talking back to the people on the on the podcast. <laughs> I was like, all right, <laughs> this is a bit weird, but um, lovely. <laughs> anyway, so since then, um, I've run sort of semi regularly, I guess, with um, with podcasts in, yeah. but lately, the last you know maybe um, you know month or so, I've been trying to do that a little bit less again. Um, you know, because. When I wasn't running with any music or podcasts or whatever, mm-hmm. um, you know, a few years ago, well, it really was a, you know, a connection type thing, you know, yeah. like I was, um, you know, I'd, uh, well, no, I don't say that. Um, <laughs> you know, I get to talk to people as you run and you get to listen to the birds and, and whatever else and, um, and really feel connected to that place too. And even if it's not, you know, running through a pretty trail, even yeah. if it's just running, yeah. running around, um, you know, Latrobe, you can still, you know, hear what's going on. You still feel connected to the, to the town and those sort of things um and so i feel by by listening to um you know particularly a podcast i think sometimes like it takes me somewhere else and i'm listening to whatever story is that, yeah. that i'm listening to um you know i think i lose a little bit of that that sense of place i guess yeah. and so um you know trying to a little bit more when i go running especially if i'm on my own to to just be running um yeah. and really enjoy that that process of just doing that so um and then I've got, you know, music or a podcast, whatever, up my sleeve on a day when I am less motivated. So, yeah. um, I find know, that so. helps me get out the door too sometimes. Like on those days, as you said, when I'm not that motivated for some reason. Oh, that's right. Yeah. There's a book I wanted to listen to or there was a podcast episode I saw came up that looked really interesting. You know, yeah. so that, that would I think it really helps. Yeah. get me out the door if I'm not really keen. Absolutely. Or if the weather's really crap or something. <laughs> it's like yeah absolutely yeah <laughs> not always the best time to go running <laughs> that's how I do <laughs> yeah. and then always love it when you do <laughs> like oh, absolutely. got out the door even yeah. when you don't want to so what are some of the things that you do apart from from knowing that you could listen to a podcast if to motivate you so there's that and then there's running with um with friends as well yep um are there any other tricks that you have for people to help them get out the door, especially on those weekends when it's like, oh, you know, yeah, I have to yeah. go and I'm not meeting anyone and the weather's not nice. <laughs> yeah. So it's, it can get difficult, can it? Of course. Um, mm-hmm. and, and yeah, so definitely if I've got a, you know, a podcast or something like that, I think that can certainly be a motivator for me that if there's something I really want to listen to for sure. Um, I mean, I, I, I try, I try not to be too driven by, um, numbers, but as I think I said before, I really do love the numbers associated with running. So that's where, you know, sometimes on the weekend, if I know I want to hit a certain distance for the week, like, um, you know, I I do find that really motivating. So I'll, I'll get out and, you know, run a couple of extra Ks, Uh whatever it is to, to hit whatever, you know, Mm -hmm. target I'm looking for for the week or, or wherever it may be. So, um, you know, numbers like that can be a really a great motivator for me, particularly in those times when I'm when I'm not feeling like I want to go out for a run. Yeah. Um, and you know, maybe that's where you know the the goal of a race coming up, um, you know, becomes a little bit more of a powerful motivator for me. Yeah, from there as well. Um, yeah. Sometimes if I if I can't be bothered going for a run, I'm, I'm you know, just getting around home, whatever it is. Um, I think I'm a, I'm a less good good person to be around when I'm not running, so I often uh-huh. get told. Um, but my partner that no no you need to go ahead and go for a run so um you know so I sort of get um told to go and be motivated and and go and get out the door so um yeah I guess there's some of the things that that help me get going I guess yeah that's not an uncommon thing on the podcast (laughs) for family to say oh sorry you need to go for a run out yeah absolutely get out and talk now and and come back when you feel better yeah (laughs) Yeah. that's uh it's interesting isn't it how it affects our mood 
which oh absolutely yeah just, um, it is it's fascinating and there's lots of science as you would know around why that's so now um so when you are running and don't necessarily are not necessarily running with someone or listening to a podcast or music or whatever what kind of things are going through your mind are you processing some of the day or are you, you don't have to tell us the details but you know or um, the general stuff I mean it's often just a whole lot of garbage you know like it um <laughs> it's I think it's a really interesting question because you got to ask you get asked it all the time um you know like people at work say you know what do you do when you go for when you go and run a marathon like what do you think about um like, I don't know I just think about like everything I think about running I think about I think well, what I'm going to eat when I finish running and I um you know certainly <laughs> On a work day, I'm, I'm unpacking that day at work and thinking about what went well, what could have gone better. Um, yeah. You know, thinking about what I want to do for the rest of the week or the weekend, whatever's coming up. Um, I'll think about, uh, I think I finished a marathon once and said to my partner, um, you know, what do you reckon Travis Cloak, the old footballer, is doing these days? Like now he's retired. Like, you know, <laughs> just think about these, you know, just random things, I guess. And, um, yeah, so there's never a shortage of <laughs> of things to mull over. stuff to think about. Yeah, yeah. It's actually it's an interesting thing. Like I've been doing a lot of mindfulness kind of study recently, and mm. because the fact is, we just in our normal everyday life, we have thousands and thousands of thoughts go through our head in a day, like thousands, yeah. and it's all most of it is silly stuff. Like yeah, we're either absolutely. ruminating about stuff from the past, we're worrying about something that hasn't even happened yet. Or, yeah. or it's just like silly stuff. Anyway, we that's what we do. So, and then we put a layer of social media and, and, and of course, work and, and everything. We just have things coming at us all the time, just in our modern yeah. society, the way we've set it up now. Yeah. And so to me, running gives you, especially if I'm not listening to anything on those days when I do it like that, it just gives you, as you said, you can, you can choose to follow those little rabbits like um like your absolutely like, or yeah. you can yeah or you can choose to to not you can actually yeah. just be in the environment as you were said uh, said earlier so it can be quite a mindful activity yeah. if that makes it and gives us some downtime from you know always being bombarded with with things that our life absolutely yeah i am um, i had a, i covered a few weeks ago so i had the week at home and um i had a book scene there that i wanted to read for a long time by well, I'm going to get his name completely wrong, Viva Tregan Reed or something. Anyway, the, the name of the book is um, Footnotes, what, what, uh, Footnotes, How Running Makes Us Human. Anyway, um, a big theme of the book as it goes through is, um, you know, he talks about running as idleness and running as a, as a chance to be idle, you know, and, um, and that's, yeah. and so having read that, that's, that's where I've sort of stopped listening to, to podcasts and that sort of stuff. So, I feel like I was trying to, you know, I wanted to learn something. And so I'm going to learn while I'm running and, and try and do all yeah. these things while I was running. And Mobile University. And, <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and, um, and, you know, I was feeling like, you know, I'd come back from a run. I still had all these other things I wanted to do and felt like I wasn't getting downtime. Mm. Whereas, of course, running should be my downtime. But for me, at least, like that, that should be my downtime. That's what I want to go and do. And that's how I want to, you know, almost relax, I guess, isn't yeah. it? You know, yeah. take a breath, but relax and, um, enjoy what I'm doing so yeah. you know so I'm trying to be a little bit more aware of that now and and when I go for a run I'm I'm just going for a run and yeah. I'm thinking about the, the bit of grass that I'm running across and um, you know looking for for what are birds are in the trees and yeah. um, and being really aware of you know the place I'm in and what I'm doing and, and being that that moment I guess and that's 
um, that's been a bit of a you know a change for me, I think, as well. So um, so I mean, it's a it's a heavyish sort of read, but a really great book um, if you get the chance. So I'll yeah. put it in the show notes actually because I think that's a really good recommendation. So thank you for that. Thing. Yeah, no worries. <laughs> I will throw it on my shelf as well. <laughs> it's like something I want, would love to read. I've, um, um, I've got a copy if someone wants to borrow it. It's um the dog's eaten half of it, but um oh that's all right. It's still like, readable. <laughs> <laughs> Not the half that you don't want to read. Too. Yeah. <laughs> That works out all right. Um, so um, a question I ask everyone, it's going to seem interesting to ask you, um, well, sort of because of your occupation. Um, how many, do you have injuries? Do you get injured very often? Are you a- I've, um, I've been really lucky that I haven't had too many, um, well, really any major injuries. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, this this week they had off the other week with, with COVID was the first time I'd had a a calendar week without running um, oh, in about eight years or so. Um, That's awesome. So I've been really lucky, the really fortunate to be really consistent um, with running, um, which is great. I've had a, um, a little bit of a history of some ITB type stuff on my yeah. right side, just some right lateral knee pain, which um, really flared up in my first first marathon, which was down at Ross. And so running on a bit of camber down that, mm-hmm. um, that horrible road down to yeah. um, uh, whatever lake it is. Anyway, um, Not but I yeah. know what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so that made me, you know, I just wasn't able to run as much after that. And then um, training for Sydney Marathon in uh, 2019, the same sort of thing flared up. And so I was really limited to just running every second day then, um, which is a bit of a pain, um, just frustrating. Mm-hmm. But um, other than that, I've been really lucky. I've had some some plantar fascia stuff over the last um few years it's sort of there and it makes particularly those morning runs are pretty uncomfortable to start off with but luckily it hasn't really stopped me from running at all it's something I can um you know I'm aware of it I can manage it and it doesn't really stop mm-hmm. me too much so so yeah I've been really lucky um injury wise but I really think that is in part definitely luck <laughs> um but then you know being aware of my body and being in tune with it and, and responding to those signals as well so rather than saying you know, I'm a little bit sore today, but it's a Tuesday and I run hard on a Tuesday exactly, and I've yeah. got a workout to do and yeah. going and doing it and then being, you know, sore and missing days, um, yeah. you know, having the chance to say, no, 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 look, I am sore. I'm going to let this be easier. I'm going to adjust my mm. training or whatever it might be. So, um, and then of course, you know, the field I'm in, like I'm, I'm looking after injuries all the time. So I think I'm, um, you know, I've got the, the tools there ready to go, I guess, to, to help manage any, um, any niggles that's the stuff that pop up too. So, so the people that you deal with um, at work, are they from all like, all walks of life or are they mostly like runners or are they mostly like I, I have actually been to the practice here? Yeah, <laughs> cool. Yep, very good. <laughs> so I do know that obviously PhysioTaz doesn't just have um, runners <laughs> that go there. Yeah. They have people from all walks of life. So your patients though, or, or clients, whatever you call them, um, do they mostly tend to be from you know, people with sports injuries or are they people with work injuries or just a mixture and depends on what's going on. I see really, I see a really small percentage of my work is, um, is runners and and sports injuries. Um, I mean, I really love that side of things and I do a little bit of running coaching and, you know, we've got a bit of an avenue through there through work where I do do some run coaching, which is great. And I love that side of things. Um, but as a, as an AP, we do a lot of work with chronic disease management. So, um, you know, the bulk of my work would come through for people with, um, you know, type 2 diabetes and osteoporosis, mm-hmm. heart conditions, you know, blood pressure and all those sort of things. And, and looking at a more, you know, general health um, wellness side of things as well. So, yeah. 
I do still do a lot of injury management, um, you know, workplace injuries and motor vehicle accidents and those mm-hmm. sort of things. Um, you know, often the, the longer term, more complex sort of cases as well. Yeah. Um, whereas probably the way things end up happening in the practice, those sports injuries will go to a, a physio first. And so yeah. we end up with a little bit less of that work mm-hmm. um, as the APs, but I still do ooh, excuse me, some running gait assessments and um, mm-hmm. some gait retraining and some, mm-hmm. some running type injury management as well. So which is great. That's, that's, I mean, I've done it for you know, 11 years now. And I think that variability that we get uh, really helps to, for the longevity in, um, in what we do as well. So, um, so do you find, I don't understand enough between that and, and what the physio would recommend. Do, do you, um, do you ever recommend to people that they take up running? <laughs> example, like yeah, especially say sure. diabetic and things like that. I don't know. I'm just kind of, um, I, know, I know zero about <laughs> <laughs> So, I mean, I recommend, you know, everyone that everyone should move more. <laughs> yeah. Um, and so, you know, it's really about feeding people into the sort of movement that they're going to enjoy. Um, and a lot of people come and say, look, I just hate running. I'm not a runner. I don't want to be a runner. And so yeah. well, that's, that's absolutely okay. I don't get it. I'm a runner. I want to run. Um, but, you know, for them, it might be, you know, letting them go and play golf or croquet or, or yeah. you know, gardening or whatever they whatever their activity might be, you know, sort of guiding yeah. them towards something they enjoy. And if they if they don't have that, then you know we, we sort of work out what sort of movement, what sort of activity they are going to um, to engage in and, and to enjoy Keep doing. doing. Yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, I'm, I've been really involved in park run um, across yeah. the coast over the last bunch of years as well, and so um, and you know, park run's got this little bit of a push now for. Um, you know, signaling, you know, for doctors and, and other allied health professionals to signal people towards parkrun. And that's certainly something we've done as well. Um, you know, if people aren't sure where they want to go or they're, they're not comfortable exercising on their own, then, you know, we use parkrun as a great tool to, to send people off to as well, whether that's, you know, maybe they run it, maybe they walk it, maybe they walk half of it, maybe they come and volunteer and, um, and just being around volunteering may even be a, um, you know, a bit of extra activity for them as well. So, um so yeah, you know, we, we do a bit of or do a bit of referring people to running, but um, you know, I certainly don't push people. <laughs> I don't push my um, my enjoyment running and running into um, my and patients that, either. That would be why I'm not an exercise physiologist because I'd argue with them if they said <laughs> they can't run. Like, yes, you can. <laughs> Let me show you. How. Uh, look, if someone makes a mistake of saying to me that they're interested in running, then you know, they, they just call me talking about running for the for the rest of the session. So, um, you know, if they bring it up, then absolutely, we're, we're going to talk about running. But um, and t- until that point, then, you know, we're trying not to push anything on anyone. That's so. funny. <laughs> now, this is a question I ask most people. When do you think you called yourself a runner? Um, I, I don't really know. I guess I kind of haven't ever not called myself a runner, yeah. I guess. Um, yeah. You know, I, I don't know. I don't know, maybe as, as, you know, running became more of a, a feature than, yeah. than Batman, I guess, which, mm-hmm. which may have been, um, you know, uni, I guess, yeah. um, you know, probably identified a little bit more of a, as a runner then, but I mean, I've always run and, um, you know, if you run just a little bit, you are a, a runner, I guess. So um, exactly. That's yeah. Although yeah. everybody has their own opinion on that. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Even but there are some as... people, I've even had people on this podcast who said they don't call themselves a runner at the moment yeah well, yeah, yeah. which reasons. is it's like, it's a really interesting okay. thing isn't it um and you know people identify as they will and um but yeah as far as i'm concerned if you run you're a runner um 
you know, things don't need a label on them either, but no. yeah. yeah. But it, and then it kind of leads to that identity question. And, and um, the problem is when we identify with being a runner, which most of us do yeah. is when you can't run for some reason, which you've not really had to have that. <laughs> yeah, problem yeah. Yet. But you would see in your work, actually, lots of people who can't do something they've always done. And perhaps it was a part of their identity and now they can't do it for a while or, or for Absolutely. good, depending on what's happened to them yeah. and how you then deal with that and create a new identity, I suppose. Well, it's a huge challenge, isn't it? When that's a yeah. big part of you and, and then it's taken away and, mm. um, you know, talking to people, I know how difficult it would be for me if I wasn't able to run. And so, um, you know, I can, you can understand how challenging that would, that would be, I guess, if that was taken away. So totally like we went away overseas for like, I don't know, a year and a half with a couple, a few of our kids and we were just doing um, what we call tourist runs. So my husband yeah. and I would just go out and do a run two or three times a week for like 5k or something. And we did that for a year and a half. And by the end of it, I was, yeah. I thought I was going to be in tears because it just didn't feel like I was, Yeah. you know, I just wasn't getting enough. I couldn't, yeah. I can't explain it because it wasn't, it wasn't nothing to do with races or anything. I just wasn't. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. I felt like my identity was, you know, drifting yeah. away. So that's probably why I keep dwelling on that question and asking people about it it's yeah. my own therapy session um <laughs> so how long do you think that you'll run for ben in your life how long will running be in your life absolutely as long as it can be um i mean i've i've been doing you know little athletics as a you know as a non-participant i guess since i've been four or five and yeah. um you know i've run consistently you know pretty well my whole life there's been a few patches where i've where I've not run, but um, oh, as far as I'm concerned today, <laughs> I'll be a runner as long as I can. Um, yeah. You know, through through work and through park run and through the cross country club. Um, you know, I've got a few friends that are in their, you know, 60s, 70s, 80s that are that are running, and um, and you know, a couple of guys are training with a, uh, I don't know, but they're not they're not 30. Um, <laughs> and <laughs> and um, you know, it's just so cool to be around those guys that are still still doing a lot of running, still running really well and still enjoying it. Um, so, yeah, I will, as far as I'm concerned today, I'll always run, yeah. What do you think the motivation is for you? Is it just that love of running or is there something else? What's that motivation for you? Yeah, I guess it's really hard to, to pinpoint, isn't it? Mm. You know, maybe maybe it is really entangled in my identity now as well. Maybe, yeah. Um, the running is something that I do and, um, you know, so I will, I will always do that, but um you know it's the um i guess the time to to be with me and to to yeah. go and run and to see different yeah. places and to um yeah i don't know it's, it's a really i do find that really tricky to answer yeah um, it, it's just what motivation comes from it's just yeah. it's just what i do you know yeah, and, there's no um, correct answer it's just the, no exactly yeah and it's different for everyone as well and i think um because i do have so many avenues of enjoyment from running you know whether it is you know running good times or looking at my numbers or um you know expanding my my heat map on Strava and running a new street that I haven't run before yeah. or running with friends or whatever it is um so you find the tools quite in, quite useful in that way too by the sound of it because you've mentioned things like the heart rate and, the, and yeah um, for sure you know, the, the stuff that you can get on Strava and things you found yeah that and, and some people that appeals yep. to and some don't but obviously you found that quite motivating to a degree right. I would love to be able to not run with my watch sometimes. Like I'd love to just, you know, get rid of all those numbers and not worry about them. But, but yeah, like they, I do really get enjoyment from, 
yeah. looking at numbers and and that doesn't necessarily be i have to be at a certain pace in terms of fastness you know some days yeah. i go out and see how slow i can run or see yeah see how low i can keep my heart rate and still yeah. be still be running you know before it becomes a walk and mm. um and, and yes yeah, certainly um you know some of the tools on strava in terms of um you know your personal heat map and you can see all the lines you've run and um yeah, and I can see lines of run overseas and and around the state and, and looking at new streets in you know even in my town there's still one or two streets in Latrobe I think that I haven't run before and so what? you know I'll save them for a day where I really can't be bothered getting out the door and I can go and run that street and tick that line on the on the heat map and awesome. um, yeah so I, I do really enjoy that that side of things you know maybe that that makes me a little bit more of a a running nerd as well but um yeah I, th I think it's great absolutely yeah <laughs> i think that's cool i love that and i can remember before strava and we used to have like spreadsheets and like when my husband first started running oh, he would put it all in yeah <laughs> watching it, it was yeah. this this... oh okay <laughs> which was quite oh i mean yeah you hear interviews from you know um oh, i would have listened to Derek clayton the other day um you know, running sub 210 back in the, the 60s or whatever it was. And he talks about going back and looking through his training diaries and just imagine this this old beaten up book that's wow. that's got all these numbers. And I just yeah. think, I just that sounds fantastic. Yeah. I actually had one of those, but it only really had how far I ran and how fast I thought I ran because there was no, <laughs> actually, actually, I probably should say it was quite interesting because we, I used to just think we we're all run, always running five minute Ks because there was no GPSs on our watches or anything. Yeah. So sometimes we'd go out with the car later and go, oh, yeah, that was how far it was and put the thing on the car. Yeah. But sometimes we ran places you couldn't take the car anyway, so we had to just guess. Like yeah. there's no GPS mapping thing on the – there was no computer really. Uh, so, <laughs> so we just wrote down and then in my 20s, I thought I was pretty much always running. If I was running over five minutes a K, I was obviously – I just wasn't <laughs> in my head. Yeah. Absolutely. I'm sure that's yep. wrong though, but because so that was just the way we we noted yep. it down. I, had I mean, those days at uni when we're running 10Ks every morning, as far as we're concerned, every morning was 40 minutes for 10K. Yeah. Um, you know, <laughs> no one could have told us anything other than that. We we knew we were running four minute Ks every single session. And uh, <laughs> it's weird. We, it? we had no idea. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, did your partner run? Is she a runner? No, no. Um, yeah, she she'll come and walk, and you know she walks park run a lot, and um, you know I've done a couple of overseas running tours, and so she'll come on that as a as a non running participant, yeah. and, and you know do some walks or you know catch a gondola up to where we're running to or whatever it may be. Oh, how um, horrible! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it sounds terrible, doesn't it? Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, so she she tolerates my running, um, which is great, yeah. <laughs> um, and she understands that she gets it. But um, but no, she's not a runner, and that's, that's cool. and that's cool. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, actually, my husband's a reluctant runner. He doesn't really like it. <laughs> he yep. just goes. Yeah. He just knows that um, for him to for him to get fit or to stay fit, he needs yeah. to do a bit of running. He that's the most efficient. He even said that in the podcast episode that I did with him. Yeah, great. Yeah. Called the reluctant runner because he doesn't like it very much. <laughs> yeah, great. <laughs> so that's I mean, she takes a dog for a walk every day, and and she loves doing that. And um, but yeah, I mean, she's not a runner. I don't think she she's run walk to color park runs those sort of things, but. Yeah um but yeah it's not her thing and that's yeah. that's cool yeah. yeah maybe one day who knows we'll bring it to the dark side yeah, maybe yeah <laughs> i'm certainly not putting any pressure yeah. on her so yeah <laughs> um if you didn't have running in your life what would your life be missing then oh man a whole bunch of things hey, hey. <laughs> um <laughs> 
Uh, I mean, I think I'd, I'd fill it with something else. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I think, I, I mean, it would be, it would be filled, you know, the gaps would be filled with some sort of, you know, endurance-based sport, I think. But if I wasn't able to do that, I, I don't know. I'd have a lot of, um, I'd have a lot yeah. of gaps, you know. Um, yeah. uh, you know, it might be cycling. It might, well, I was going to say it might be swimming. It wouldn't be swimming. I'm a, I'm a hopeless swimmer. But, um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, it'd be, it'd be missing a lot. Um, yeah. Again, all those things we've talked about, like um, exactly. If I wasn't running, I'd be I'd be more stressed. I'd be more grumpy. I'd be um, I'd be certainly less fit. But I'd I'd be filling it with some other sort of sport or activity. I'm, I'm sure. Yeah. yeah. All right. You're obviously really knowledgeable about running, being running, coaching, and and your career as well. So, is there anything about running that you think we should talk about that we may not have mentioned? Today. Well, anything that we should talk about that we haven't already um, already mentioned. Um, well, I don't know. I mean, a bit of a pet peeve, if we call it that. I don't know. Um, and maybe an error that I see lots of people doing um, is, you know, looking at, uh, you know, they've done a, they've done a park run, they've done a five k, they've done a ten k, whatever it is, and then feeling some sort of pressure to go and do like the next thing, and the next mm-hmm. thing from ten k is a you know, yeah. we see the next thing is 10K is a half marathon. The next thing from a half is a marathon. Mm-hmm. And then you've done a marathon and okay, like, well, I've done that. Now I have to go and run a, an ultra or whatever uh-huh. it is. Um, and, you know, so many people do it and, and, you know, that's great. And if people want to do it, that's, that's okay. But um, I think being in tune with why, with why you do those things, I think is so important is that, um, yeah. you know, and I, I've run 10Ks and um, marathons and ultras and those sort of things. And I really, I really enjoy it. And I think I'm really yeah. good at that. I think that's, that's what suits me, but so that's why I go and do it. But I think so many people just get caught just doing it just because it's the next thing. And, mm-hmm. um, and yeah, I think that's, I think that can be a little bit of a trap sometimes. Um, that that yeah. next, the next, next. And actually something we've even talked about here, I've had it a number of times. Again, this is my own therapy session. When I finished <laughs> a marathon, especially if I've done a, a really good time for me, and then I'll be like, this is amazing, but how do I hold on to this moment for as long as I can? You know, that being in the moment. And then you get so worried that that moment's now going to be gone, that you don't really enjoy it. And I think that's striving. And that's kind of what you're talking about, but just in a smaller thing. But that always striving to do whatever that next thing is. Okay, I've done a marathon now, I need to do. I think I was even shocked that there were things after a marathon once I did my (laughs) first one. I was like, what? But this is like, (laughs) this is what everybody aims for, a marathon. And now I've done it. And you're telling me this. (laughs) There's people who run further than this. What's going on? Anyway, um, and that's the thing. It's like you got to not, not devalue that either. Like you know, running a five k is still a great achievement as well, exactly. isn't it? And, yeah. and you know, being really you know really proud of yourself and from being able to do that, you know, and um, being you know, in that's that where moment. I get a lot of value from being. Yeah, um, you know, my, my time volunteering at Parker, and I think that's that's been a great thing for me as well to to be at the end of a finish line there and you see people coming through and, um, you know, maybe they've walked 5Ks for the first time and that's, yeah. and it's such a huge achievement for them. So that's, um, I think that can be a really grounding thing as well. Um, yeah, I love that. And, you know, that that helps me, I think, appreciate the things that I get to go go and do then and and, and understand how lucky I am and um, to be able to go and do those things. And um, I think that, you know, it gives me a bit of a chance to, to appreciate that stuff yeah. too, of course. Yeah. yeah. I love um, that yeah it is interesting um that you know i don't know whether it what whether it's a cultural thing or just us as humans and then we often think okay we've got to get to the next thing and the next thing or at least maybe people who start running and they get to 
certain way through, you know, they've covered certain distances like fives and tens and, and uh, 21s. They're, like if you get to that kind of 21 to marathon sort of distance, you're maybe that kind of person who thinks, well, they need to, what's yeah. the next thing, you know? Yeah. And maybe, yeah. maybe that's why we keep pushing through. But the problem is, is that there is actually no end. Yeah, exactly. And as exactly. you said, if you don't think about your motivation to why you're doing that, yeah. um, then you can really wear yourself out quite quickly and, and maybe oh, running won't absolutely. be there for you forever. Like yeah. we've talked about wanting to it to be there to support our, our lives in a healthy way, uh, which would so, be a shame. <laughs> exactly. And so I like, I like to talk about, to people about doing, you know, maybe, maybe a marathon's where it's at and, you know, you don't want to go to the next thing, but, you know, trying to do the marathon a different way in terms of, yeah. you know, be able to walk down the stairs the next day. Okay, now I can run a marathon and I can walk the next day or, or I can do a marathon <laughs> and it's, you know, maybe it's quicker or, or maybe my heart rate's lower or, or um, you know, maybe I've enjoyed looking at the scenery a little bit, bit differently, you know, it's, yeah, um, it's a different sort of... you know, success can come in different ways with that kind of, so. Yeah, we, um, I had a running coach last year from, the Netherlands and their whole philosophy was to do marathons, but use your heart rate, yep. as, as you were talking about before. Um, they've got their own sort of theory around that and things, but they got, there was about uh, half a dozen of us around the world who went out the same weekend, Easter weekend last year and did 60K. So there wasn't awesome. a race, it wasn't, but we stuck to, you know, our low heart rate and yep. we all just went. So it, I, you know, I was able to go out, do 60K, actually yeah. ran from Port Sorrel to Greens Beach, down that oh, beach awesome. you were just talking about. Yeah, great, yep. Baker's Beach as well, part of the Convicts and Winters run. Um, and it it was much different from all of the marathons that I'd done in the past, the races, because there was no pressure to, to finish. Like, it was just different. Yep. So I was still running and I was having a great experience. And I think I even enjoyed it more, even though there was no medal at the end. So. yeah yeah it's just yeah getting that enjoyment success fulfillment wherever it may be from um yeah. from different aspects of it and i think that's yeah, yeah i think that's great yeah so we, you can create it you know your imagination is probably the only yeah. thing that's that's stopping you absolutely <laughs> we can yeah create anything we can think of in that way so that's yeah. really cool all right before i let you go ben because you've been amazing and <laughs> full of inspiration and awesome and tips i love your uh, running philosophy they're great um what I would like from you now is just a couple of tips for beginner runners, which again, you're, you're very qualified <laughs> for that. Um, so, I mean, I think my big thing for, for beginner runners is, is to start where you're at. Like, um, you know, it, don't go out and say, okay, I'm going to run 5Ks and I have to go and run 5Ks. Like, yeah. you know, get a bit of a feel for, for where you are and what you're doing and, and, you know, start at that point. Like, you know, maybe going out and you're walking regularly at the moment for four or five. 5Ks or something like that, you know, and you want to get into running, like you're not ready to go and run 5Ks, you know, run like just a couple of little blocks of your walk or something like that. Mm -hmm. You know, start small, um, be patient, I guess, is is so entwined with that as well. And um that 10% thing. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Always tell me. <laughs> yeah. And you know, there's um, I could probably talk about the flaws of the 10% rule for, for the oh, rest but... of the day as well. But um, but yeah, you know, that, that gradual small progression as well is is so important, isn't it? You know, just doing that a little bit more, extending that out. Um, and, you know, like 10% can, can be a good thing, of course, but, um, you know, start just below where you're at, um, yeah. you know, and then gradually improve from there, get really consistent first. And mm. yeah. So I get, you know, to, to boil it down to three things, I guess it is start where you're at, be patient and then aim for for consistency 
you know, yeah. you don't need to go out and do, you know, big workouts and, um, you know, life changing, um, changing runs or anything like that. You know, you're not going to get fit in a day. You're going to get fit from, from doing things yeah. over time. So even if they're small amounts and you can do it two, three, four times a week, rather than doing a heroic run once a week, like mm-hmm. you're going to get better outcomes by being consistent. So, yeah. um, and that's, yeah, that's where I think we, we often fall down, isn't mm-hmm. it? By trying to do too much too quickly and rather than, than playing that long game and, and being consistent. Do you find that blokes tend to be more guilty of that too much too quick? I mean, I know women do because I've seen plenty of them doing it, but I I often see blokes, especially young blokes in their 20s and, and even 30s. Um, yeah. They just run flat out all the time, I suppose, is what it... <laughs> <laughs> I'll, um, I'll often that, come are home you, from, Are you um, one of those people? <laughs> I, I don't think so. I don't think okay. so. I... Um, I'm really happy running slow and, and, and yeah. taking it easy. You know, I cop a lot of yeah. flack from my mates for, for doing a lot of really slow running. Good and, on you. Um, <laughs> and that sort of stuff. And I'm really okay with with having, um, I mean, slow is a relative term as well. Slow and easy, you know, it's yeah, a relative yeah, term. Yeah, totally. So I think that's, that's important yeah. to remember as well. Yeah. But um, I'm happy to have a run on Strava that is slower than other runs. Yeah. And, you know, that's, that's not an issue for me. But so I'll often come home and, um, you know, I've done a run after work or something like that. And so Chris and I saw another idiot footballer going way too hard on his easy days. And, um, you know, mates that have played footy and we go running, they they have to go out and do and just have to just bust their gut every run. Um, and it just absolutely does my head in. I don't know whether it's because they're, you know, they're so used to having a, you know, a coach that says you turn up to football and yeah. you're going to work hard and, that, that's, mm-hmm. and that's how it has to be. And so then they've just got this, you know, something's hardwired that if they're going to go and yep. exercise, it has to be flat out. And you've got um, to throw up at the end. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. I mean, I think that's absolute garbage. Um, so, so yeah, yeah, you may be right. I think um, I think certainly plenty of the um, the women that I've worked with as well have been plenty impatient yeah. too. But, um, yeah, I think I think some of the males are probably more likely to, to blow themselves so, up, that's for sure. So <laughs> Testosterone thing. Yeah, absolutely. My, yeah. My so husband um, was an elite rower and that was that is the story that he tells in the podcast is that it was yeah. always, you know, when they were doing training for rowing yeah. and the running with the, all the young blokes, it was literally flat out all like all the time. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and rowers are just so intense as well, aren't they? Like that's, that's such a crazy sport. So... Uh, uh, yeah, I can get the same sort of vibes there too. So, so yeah, I mean, well, yeah, if we add that to it as well, you know, start where you're at, consistency, patience, and just let those easy days be easy. Um, yeah, I think I that's that. that's a mistake that, I mean, that's that's not for new runners. I think that's for everybody. I just agree. let those easy days be easy, yeah. Yeah, yeah. enjoy them. <laughs> yeah, for sure, for sure, yeah. All right, Ben, it has been amazing to share this time with you and share your story with everyone. I really do appreciate it. So thank you. Um, don't go away, though. I'll say goodbye to you off the, the Yeah, no worries. So Thanks thank so much you. for having me on. And, and um, you know, we're on all the great work you're doing with the, um, you know, the Fit Mind, Fit Body um, podcast and the, uh, you know, raising this mental health awareness. It's, um, it's fantastic. So, thank yeah. you. Appreciate it. No worries. Thank you for listening to the Fit Mind, Fit Body podcast. I'd love to talk to you about your running journey. So send me a message on Facebook or on the website and let's do it. For a bunch of resources on mindful running that will help you get and stay mentally and physically fit, head over to the website fitmindfitbody.co and I'll see you there. Plus, I'll be back here in your podcast player a few times a week. Hit subscribe now so that you don't miss an episode.
And before you go, I'd really appreciate it if you'd leave a review. It'll help more people to find the podcast and get inspired to start running. I'll see you soon. Bye.